The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now, today is the day that Irish TDs discovered their possible fate in the Doyle. Uh, after the next election, after Ireland's Independent Electoral Commission released the boundary draw this morning. And with me in studio is Miss Justice Marie Baker, uh, chairperson of Uncommission Tawachoin, which is the Electoral Commission. Uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning and thank you for having me. Now, it's a very interesting uh, situation we've come up with and it's been described already as conservative, uh, where we might have had up to 21 TDs more, we've 14, and we're just kind of tinkering on the brink of the 30,000 limit in the Constitution. Was that a deliberate policy decision on, on the Commission's part? We didn't start with a deliberate policy to have any number. We started with our terms of reference and I know that sounds a bit bland or, or, or obvious, but... We started with the constitution, which requires that there be a TD for every 20 to 30,000 people. The 30,000 is the figure that matters, obviously, here. Um, But we also started with quite imperative provisions in the Act of 2022, which required us to have regard to to, to county boundaries, to continuity. We could have three, four, five seaters. What does that mean, continuity? Continuity means we couldn't make a whole new electoral map. We couldn't say, let's start again and have a whole new electoral map. You should, as far as possible, leave the constituencies Because you would cause were. mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> if you had a whole new electoral map, even though that, as an exercise, might be attractive. Well, it might be interesting, but attractive is a different proposition. <laughs> OK, so um, the geographical constraints imposed by the Act, what exactly were they? Well, the geographical constraints are, are really not the, the ones. It's the, it's, it, the constraints were the position of 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 the population, where people lived and the constraints were where the county boundaries are. We don't live in a country where each county is a constituency or a constituency must, by definition, be contained within In the US, you've got two senators for every state and that's it, big or small, that's the big way they work. Big or small work. and as you know, that causes its own massive debate about equality of representation. So our constitution requires that it's one TD for every 30,000, but it also says that the distribution of seats should be the same around the country, essentially. That's the equality of representation. So that's the idea that if you live in a depopulated county, you should still have representation. Um, But and it may be more generous in terms of its ratio than it might be in a congested urban area. It can be too generous, but it could be more generous. Yeah. And that's why we have the 20 to uh, 30,000 limit. No, I I think it's important to stress that we have that the limit sets the number of TDs. But the second part of the constitutional provision says that as far as practicable, the distribution should be the same around the country. That's that's what that's what causes the problem. So that's where some of the questions that arise derive from the fact Correct. that as far Correct. as practicable is written in. Because yes. uh, Sean Defoe was on this morning and he was talking about the number of constituencies that seem to offend against the upper limit of 30,000 I, I don't use the word offend, but um, first of all, 17 constituencies on this recommendation will be above 30,000, which is exactly the same as the last time. But we are talking now about recommending 43 constituencies as opposed to 39, which was the last time. So it's an improvement. It's the overall picture in the state that matters when you're testing the constitutionality of the... Not individual constituencies. Not the individual constituencies. But you can't go crazy. 
I mean, yeah. you can't have, you know, a, a constituency where, you know, TDs represent 10,000 people, you know. Well, t- 20 is the lower I, limit. For yeah, a but start. That's, you said that's an overall thing. But, no, do, you, I, know. No, you can't. No, you can't. But you can't, equally, you can't achieve mathematical parity or exactitude because otherwise you'd be moving people wholesale around the country. You'd have a massive patchwork. So it, the, 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 the exercise is very interesting, very technical. There were all of those factors that we had to take into account. We had super uh, experts who understand every street, every line and every map in the country. And we, we looked at a pile of iterations. I think sometimes we went to six or seven iterations of a county uh, or of a constituency within a county. And we aimed as far as possible to avoid county, county boundary breaches and to remedy those that had already happened. We got rid of seven out of the ten and we fixed a few more. Why does that matter? It matters to people. It matters. We saw that in the submissions that we got. We got 556 submissions, which was extraordinary, very gratifying. It meant that it mattered. And, okay, all and from, from whom did you, what oh, type of people did you get well, submissions from? Well, we got them from? from what I call ordinary people. We got yeah. them from political scientists, huge detailed submissions. We got them from TDs. Um, they were across the board, but there were a very large number from what I call members of the public who were anxious to preserve a particular position. Yeah. I mean, we talked earlier this morning that, you know, moving uh, people who are Kilkenny people into a Tipperary constituency, given the hurling rivalry, for example, they they just might have a resentment about now not having a TD from Kilkenny to represent them, rather having a Tipperary TD. The hurling rivalry will continue, I think, yeah. but a number of things are to be said about that. We did try to move that part of County Kilkenny. We, tr- we did try to keep the, the county uh, intact, but we couldn't because the numbers were all wrong. We found that if we tried to move the error, as it were, somewhere else, it was a massive domino effect. It would have been far, there would have been far more breaches of other county boundaries. This was the least worst option, I think is the <laughs> phrase that we use. It's the best we could do. But I would say to people in areas who complain about this, you still have a voice, you still have a vote. But the number that you're talking about there, the Kilkenny people who are voting in North Tipperary, it's six and a half thousand or thereabouts. It's a large cohort. Yeah, It can't be ignored. It will be represented, but it is a, it is a community with a voice. Now, the, the, the question then of 14 extras and the speculation, it could be anywhere from 11 to 21, I think, was that... It had to be 12, actually, interestingly 12. enough, because 171 was in the act between 171 and 181. But by the time the census was published, it was apparent that the numbers were slightly different from what the estimate of the census was. So, so again, the numbers on the lower end, uh, the number of new TDs created, mm-hmm. 14 rather than 21 just two more than the lower limit of 12. What was the thinking behind that? Because I know that you couldn't kind of anticipate uh, a future proof. That wasn't part of your brief. It wasn't part of our brief, but it's more than that. It, it wasn't part of our brief, but we might have looked at it. But we don't know and couldn't know and shouldn't have speculated about where the increases would happen. In Dublin, for example, the population increased hugely, but it all really happened towards the West. 
next time around, it might happen. The big population increase could be around yeah. Athlone or Cork or wherever. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we know the government's uh, uh, housing programme and whichever government is in power, that housing is going to increase and increase and increase. Uh, and where they will be built will impact on the numbers in various constituencies. And we don't know. And we couldn't speculate. But if you look at it like this, we were required to have regard to, as it were, one point in time, which was the census results at that point in time. And that was our baseline figure. If we had tried to future proof and imagine we had, and it's not an expression I like, but has come into the discourse now. If we had gone, say, for 180, we'd have had a massively discordant map. There would have been no, no, county boundaries. What does that boundary. mean, a discordant it, map? Discordant simply means there'd have been breaches of county boundaries all over the place. Uh, now, the. This act- was, as it were, this was the neatest, clearest result c- consistent with our statutory and constitutional objectives, which gave the cleanest counties, the cleanest constituencies within counties. It was not exactly the answer that I think we expected, but it was the answer that emerged when we crunched all those numbers. Now, the Commission is a permanent body now. Its work will uh, continue, but it depends for its information on the census. So you have to wait for the next one before you do another uh, redrawing or increasing the number of uh, TDs. One of the aspects of this is the possibility of six-seater constituencies. It's not, it's against the law, but not against the Constitution at the it's moment. A, uh, against the law is a bit strong a word, but the Act provided us that we could we could nominate three, four, and five. There was no possibility of nominating or recommending six seaters, and we have suggested in the body of our report that there might be a discussion around that. We've also suggested there might be a discussion around the constitutional limit, and that's a discussion that I think we will commence now. Uh, a discussion as to whether the constitutional limit is suitable, appropriate for modern Ireland. There are arguments both ways, of course, but um, we yeah. propose... I mean, if you live in an underpopulated uh, county, for example, in theory, if you've got 60,000 uh, people per TD, some counties might have maybe just one TD. Do you know that's what right. I mean? And, and that's why some people would say the 30,000 limit is a very desirable thing, given that given that there are a lot of parts of Ireland which are underpopulated. But then there would be some people that would say, well, we're heading towards 200 TDs. Maybe that's too much. It's not about the size of the Doyle Chamber. It's about the size of of the Doyle that we want would or that's appropriate. six-seaters have made your job easier? Uh, It would have made it different. I think it would have made it easier in some places. We might have been able to deal with Donegal, for example, Um, because Donegal, there were a lot of a lot of representations regarding the Donegal constituency, because, as you know, part of it votes with Sligo Leitrim. Um, We might have been able to fix that and make one large constituency of six seaters. We might have been able to deal with Wicklow and Wexford, which were classic because between them, they justified 11 seats. We couldn't do five and six. Yeah. We didn't really want to do three, three and three. We were then short. And yet two. we know from the TDs who occupy those constituencies at the moment, they would have loved a five and six to sort out their, their, their problems in getting re-elected. So I understand. Now, you have to be politically blind uh, going into this process. Uh, you can't think that if we did this, then party X or uh, candidate Y would would benefit. But yet TDs themselves obviously lobbied you. 
No, they didn't lobby well, us. They put submissions in. Uh, yeah, but all of well, first of all, I'd say we are politically blind. We're we're blind to the people who are vo- who are voted, people for whom people vote. We're blind to who represents. We're not blind to the structures. We're about the structure, getting the structure right, and getting the structure coherent. Um, we got. I wouldn't call what we got lobby lobbying. We got submissions. We published them and we published them as we were going along, which was important because the that discourse emerged. That puts on, on the submission when, as well, doesn't it? But what happened then was people would respond to them, which was useful. So we put up a bunch as they came in and then there'd be a response to them. And that was useful because it meant the discourse happened on our website. They're, they're there. Somebody who would, be, who would read this report now might very usefully go back and look at the submissions mm. and, and see what the discourse was that informed us because it was very complete and very detailed. Yeah. So if someone put in, and I'm only uh, being light-hearted about this, but, you know, if you do this, my family will starve because I lose my seat. You yeah. don't get that kind of no, thing. No, but no, the message no, might be we there. we get much more intelligent and coherent and reasoned submissions than that. Um, we did get quite a few that said we should have six seaters. OK. Which and you've advocated people, d- debate on this debate particular on it, issue. But we couldn't do it. All right. We, we simp- that wasn't, it wasn't possible legally. Okay. I have the, the, the press kit here of the whole thing. It's a, a, a weighty uh, tome and all the bits and pieces and the maps. Uh, how do you feel on the publication of this? Great oh, uh, relief? Delight- <laughs> no, no, relief. No, in fact, uh, relief, yes, but it, it has been ready for a few weeks now. Um, and so it was relief to close it off. I, it's very satisfying to do it. It was a most interesting exercise. I, I, I went into it knowing nothing about how this would happen. And I think the same as pretty well could be said about all of us. It was fascinating. It was fed by hugely yeah. informed and intelligent <laughs> and ex- experts who helped us. It's very satisfying to see it. It'll now be very interesting to see what to see commentary is had. Indeed. Uh, by the way, uh, you're not the permanent executive. We have a chief executive. Yeah, Would you go I'm again, though, as the, the chair? Oh, no, I'm the chair of the board. My, my, my role continues for seven years as it happens. So you will have another go, will you? I will just about have another go, I think. Oh, very yeah. good. It's uh, great to have someone who knows what they're doing then, <laughs> having another go. We'd be, well, that's a, nice, that's a nice thing about this, actually. We, are, we, are, we continue. So it means we'll have learned from this for the next time. Um, and that wasn't the case with previous ad hoc commissions, which, which were appointed and which disbanded, and none of which came on the radio to talk. Well, you are welcome to come on any time you have a, an issue you'd like to discuss with us. And Ms Justice Marie Baker, Chairperson of On Commission Thauhoin, thank you very much for thank joining us. Thank you very us. much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.